Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello, hello, hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. A place to decenter men and center yourself in your life. This week's episode is a good one because we dive into the layered, delicious, and fun world of sex. Before we get into it, we will get into what's going on in my world, the song of the week, and finally, the main topic. So, what's going on in my world? Um, you know, I am recharging. I'm recharging. I'm settling down. These past three weeks, I've been moving and shaking. My friend had her birthday celebration, which was amazing. And, you know, I love all her friends. She is such a great connector. Also, she launched her business, which is AlyssaTheArtist.com, A-L-I-S-S-A, The Artist, A-R-T-I-S-T.com where she is an interior and exterior decorator and a designer. And what I like about her work is that she is ethical and repurposes items that you may want to spruce up as well. So if you have an item that you think that is of great quality, but you just want to spruce it up, I think you should reach out to her. She's a great person to connect with on that level. Um, And and I, I also like that she creates from the heart, from her experiences And she's just a great dear friend of mine. And I hope you guys can check out her work. Um, I am also recharging because my best friend, she visited me from our hometown of Georgia. And we were, of course, ripping and running the street, you know, within the contours of COVID, of course. And I missed her a lot. I missed our conversations. I missed the ease for which I could be myself. And it was just great having her there, you know, having having uh, these conversations that we miss, you know, that are in that we could have in person. And the reason why she came up here was for my graduation dinner. I pushed my graduation dinner back a little bit later than graduation because there was so much going on. My little brother had a graduation from high school and he was going to prom and it was just too much going on in the month. And I didn't feel like I could plan a dinner really well. So I ended up pushing it back to, I think the second week of July and we had a gorgeous time. There was a gorgeous New York view. The weather was perfect. It wasn't too crowded at my spot. All my friends ended up loving each other. There was no real, there was no tension. There was no beef. And what I like about my friends is that now they're kind of hanging out with each other and they have like this group message where we are sending each other events or things that we had mentioned in our conversation. So I just love that about my friends. I love that they can connect with each other and they're open armed with other people. So I am feeling very blessed. I'm tired. But I'm very blessed and happy to, I'm happy that I was celebrated by such amazing people. And I'm so happy that I have their, my own individual relationships with them. And we love each other. We take care of each other. And it's just, it was just a reminder of, you know, when I first came here, I was 
with my friend, but, you know, we were alone when I first came to New York. And now, you know, I've been here several years and I've built this beautiful, gorgeous community filled with just really good people. And that makes me incredibly happy. So that's just a little bit of what's going on in my world. My song of the week, you know, I've been talking about this person on Twitter. It's from one of my favorite artists, Steve Lacey. He just dropped a new project that I really, really like. Um, Of the project, I've been listening to the song Helmet a lot. Now, I can't sing, but when I listen to the song, I swear I'm hitting every single note that he's singing. And I'm probably not, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. But I just really, (laughs) I really love his work because it makes me feel like a teenager. It makes me feel like a teenager in love, a teenager who has a crush, a teenager who had their heart broken. And I love that feeling because when you are a teenager and you're crushing on someone, it's such an electric and exciting feeling. And I like that I can tap into that when I'm listening to his songs. It makes me feel like the excitement that I had when I was in high school and I was getting dressed because I knew my crush was going to be there at school. That kind of anxiousness and mixed with excitement. I think it's such a great feeling. And I love experiencing that feeling in a song. And, you know, when you are doing a lot of healing, and I've been noticing this with myself, when you're doing a lot of healing, you remember a lot of emotions and feelings that you had while you were a kid. And what I've been doing a lot lately is revisiting different feelings and emotions. So I'll watch an old show that I watched when I was a kid, and I just try to, like, revisit some of those feelings that I had. Because some of them were just so pure and unobstructed. And I'm trying to get back to that place where I can just feel, you know, feel without critique, feel without imagining what someone else may feel about my emotions or what someone else may try to do to, you know, manage or navigate my emotions. I am just revisiting things to feel, to feel these robust and colorful and spectral emotions that I've had as a kid. And I'm just reminding myself of my capacity. So, you know, I just, I really love the work and I love what I am, what it's bringing to me um, as a person. I just like what that what that body of work is creating inside of me. So um, I want to get on to the main topic. And I really love the way that I um, phrase this title, getting the dick. But like only if you truly want it, you know, <laughs> I like the way that I phrase that because that's how I feel, you know. So I want to. Before I start, I want to put some disclaimers out there. I am a former sex educator. 
I used to work at an ethical sex store where we educated customers about products. We wrote about sex, sex toys, taught classes, taught, um, told people of like sex uh, clubs that they could go to. While working there, I learned a lot about people, about desire, theories, the sex and toy industry, about your body. So I am coming to this subject from that angle. And I'm also trying to promote centering yourself when it comes to sex. So let's get started. So when you are decentering men, there is a stage in this process where everything kind of clicks. And when it clicks, you find yourself a little bit disgusted by men. You know, you are disgusted because you see them for who they are. And the picture is very, very clear. You see the power dynamics. You see how much some of them preyed on your insecurities and sold you a dream. You also see how our society failed us and did not prepare us for who we would be ultimately partnered with. Their mindset of, I am going to seek my happiness no matter what. Society did not prepare us for that. And when you figure it out, you alienate yourself from men. And you do that because you want to heal. You want to understand yourself. You want to develop a set of standards for which you will abide by. And you want to stay strong in it until you are ready until you are like, you know what? Okay. Okay. I'm here. I'm in this good space. I have desires. My body has desires. I am yearning. I want it. But I haven't met anyone worthy enough to support this new healed version of me. And in those moments where your body is screaming, but you still want to take care of yourself. You still want to decenter men in your mind. You still want to heal. You still want to center yourself in those moments. What do you do? And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the time after you decentered men and the moment you realize you wanted to fuck. But You had no one in mind. You didn't know, you know, this new person who has standards, who has who has poured into herself, who has developed her self-esteem. I have desires, but everybody is I don't think no one's cute. I don't think no one's I don't think these guys are smart. I don't think I want to be around them. I don't think that I like them. I like them, um, but I'm afraid. I like them, but I'm still unhealed and I want to be healed before I step into this arena again. This is what I want to talk about. These moments where you're kind of in the in-between. You're in the in-between, but you still have desires. So when you have desires and you are in that peculiar space, you can do a few things. One, you can abstain, use sex toys, and wait until someone meets your standards or wait until you feel fully healed. Or you can, too, 
outsource your needs, keep your standards high, and not convince yourself that this person who you are outsourcing your needs to, that this person who is handling something that you need, but you're not necessarily interested in this person, you will not try to convince yourself that this person is someone you actually want slash like. And three, you can find someone instantly that you like in totality and have great sex. But for option three, a lot of that is chance. It's luck. It's you happen to run into someone who is on the same wavelength as you. So in the next few minutes, I'm going to talk about these points, these questions, and I want you to start probing and asking yourself with each choice, what does it mean when you are on your decentering man journey and which choice is appropriate for you? Which one do you think is appropriate for you? It's not about what I think. It's about what you think. So choice one, as I mentioned before, is about abstaining from sex. And you can use sex toys, by the way. So abstaining from sex until you meet someone who meets your standards, it is a great choice, but it's not the only great choice. And many women choose this because it gives them more time to heal. You know, like I mentioned before, they don't like men at this moment or they're still figuring out what they want out of themselves and their partnerships. They're still have, they still have a lot to get through when it comes to themselves. So mm, maybe not, ha- maybe having sex with someone is just not what you want right now. So you give yourself time. You give yourself time and you use sex toys and you do, you don't have sex with people who you don't feel meet your standards and you don't allow sex because you're abstaining. You're not allowing sex to distract you from your ultimate goal, which is being whole and healthy. When you're choosing this option, there are a couple things you can do to satisfy your needs in the meantime. You want intimacy. And I am a big advocate of piecemealing your life. So if you want intimacy, seek out platonic intimacy and ask friends or family who are comfortable with touch to give you a hug, to hold your hands, brush your hair. That's my favorite thing. Brush my hair or just fiddle in my hair. I'll sit there and I'll go to sleep or to lay near each other. Often we tend to associate intimacy with only romantic relationship, but there is platonic intimacy. You just have to ask or initiate it. And not only can you supplement the need for touch with platonic touch, you can fulfill your sexual urges by using sex toys, which I think are great tools for your body and aid in the goal of giving you time and room to heal and learn yourself. Now, personally, I've chosen this option before because I was still licking my wounds from a past relationship and I didn't have the time, will, or want to think about navigating a new sexual relationship with a man. So I just took my time 
I found the perfect sex toy and waited until I felt like I was truly ready to indulge. So if you think this is an option for you, or this is the option for you, I want to give you a few more tips when thinking about purchasing a new sex toy or using your old one, because I want to educate you on the options that you're choosing. So when you are searching for sex toys, you should be very curious and think about the type of sensation you want to feel. So some people like the chains, not because they want to hit themselves with it, but because they like the sensation of the chains on their skin. It feels like cold water on your skin. Some people are some are attracted to the sensation more than they are attracted to the orgasm. Okay. So when you, you know, and I'll give an example. When I look for a toy, I typically like to think about my needs and I think about how I and others have made me come in the past. And I usually buy a toy that mimics that, that gives me the sensation that I want. I am also very cautious about what type of toys that I use or buy because sex toys are an unregulated industry and businesses can use any materials to make your toys. And trust me, they do. So when you are searching for a toy, you should look at three things. Number one, what is the material? Is it toxic? Number two, is it porous or non-porous? And number three, is the toy verified or tested by an ethical sex store? And the reason why I do this is because the sex toy industry, like I said, they do not regulate and they are they work on the basis that the buyer should be an informed customer and basically they put the onus on you. So I'm here to inform you on what materials to choose and what materials to avoid. So when you are looking at your sex toy, the materials to avoid that aren't good for you are PVC, polyvinyl chloride. This material is the same chemicals you smell when you open a new shower curtain. You know, when you go to Marshalls or TJ Maxx and you open or Target, Walmart, whatever, and you open that new curtain and you kind of get this kind of chemical like uh, beach ball smell. That is the same materials that they put in sex toys. And unfortunately, a lot of that is linked to cancer. Those toys, though that material, especially if it's inserted in you, there are link, they are linked to cancer. And there are a lot of toys that are made with that material. Other chemicals to look out for are melamine which causes health problems like kidney failure or renal damage. Cadmium, which are known to be in primarily yellow toys. So if you have a yellow toy, it's more than likely that this material is used in your toy. And it is known to cause cancer and neurological problems. <laughs> Timithitin chloride. Phenol, 
carbon disulfide, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one right, tulin and admium are known to impact persons with a fetus or breastfeeding. So if you are pregnant, I will advise you to stay away from those chemicals. The materials that you should embrace when choosing a sex toy are non-porous materials that do not leach into the body. And they are the following. Medical grade silicone. And I want to make a caveat behind this one. People will advertise their material, their sex toys as silicone. Just because it's silicone doesn't mean that it's medical grade silicone. Medical grade silicone allows the toy to be non-porous. Steel is another material that's great for sex toys. And borosilicate or borosilicate glass, that is another material that you should be looking for in terms of sex toys. Now, when I talk about these are non-porous materials, what that means is that they are not permeable to water, air, or fluids. And you want that in a sex toy because you don't want a toy that can absorb bacteria and stay inside or within the toy and grow. You don't want that to happen because that is the worst thing you can do is insert a toy that you quote unquote clean and it still has old bacteria just kind of percolating on it from previous use. You don't want any type of bacteria cultivating to be inside of you because that is a complete disaster and who knows what your body's going to do. It's probably going to fucking flip. So please avoid porous materials when choosing a sex toy. This is my quick rule of thumb. So you're not a whole, you know, writing a whole bunch of notes. This is the rule of thumb. When buying a sex toy, you want to avoid cheap toys. Because typically cheap toys are made of that material. You also can make it easy for yourself by looking up ethical stores that or ethical sex stores that test their toys. If you look at their website, you can either purchase it from them, which I do suggest you support those um, small businesses. But hey, if they're out of your range and you find a coupon elsewhere, go for that too. As long as you are cross-referencing and making sure that what they have selected and placed in their um, store is the same toy that you are purchasing if you are looking elsewhere. Now, this is option one, okay? Relying on sex toys, working on yourself, your needs, that is an awesome choice. Highly recommend it, but it may not be something you want to do. You may not want to be creative in that way to fulfill your needs. You may just want a body pressed up against you and a gold chain hanging over your head, which is okay. I personally like gold thick chains hanging over my head, so I do understand. I understand. You may also 
want this. You may also want sex or want your person, but you just haven't found that one. You haven't found someone that you really, truly like, or you haven't found someone who can meet your standards. And, you know, when you are in that situation where you have deep desires, you want someone to be pressed up against you, do you abstain or do you go for what you want? And honestly, that decision is up to you, like I mentioned before. But if you want to have raunchy, nasty sex right now and there is no one who pique your interests, you can do that with the person you are slightly interested in. Or someone who may not meet all your standards. You know, someone's on, they're on the cusp. And use their body. I hate to say it like that, but you could have sex with them. And while you are having sex with them and fulfilling your desires, you can lean into yourself more and call it a day. You know, we all have this weird thing about fulfilling our own needs. We always want to fulfill every, everyone's needs around us. We always tell our friends, you can get whatever you want. You should go for it. You should do it. But what about you? You should go for it and you should do it too. You should get whatever it is that your body is desiring. But when you are choosing that choice, you have to ask yourself a few questions and be brutally honest with the answers. And I'll give you a couple prompts that can help you decide if this is the choice for you because this choice does require a lot. So, one, can you fulfill your needs and not fall for this person? And I will say you you definitely need to be honest with this question. Can you have sex with this person and not fall for them? Can you fulfill your needs, your desire, the things your body wants, and not reach out to toxic exes to fulfill that need. And I ask that because what good is healing? What good is decentering men when you fall right back into the same loop you've been doing while not healed? What good is it? Can you talk to this person and know they will respect your body, your mind, and desires. And that includes questions like this. Do they make you feel comfortable? Are they kind? Do they listen to you? Are they safe? What are their sexual habits? Are they practicing safe sex? Do they respect women? These questions can help you from having sex with ancient people. They help you Ask the questions to the possible partner that you want to start having sex with, with none of that other stuff, because you don't think that they could meet your standards. You know they can't meet your standards. But you also need to ask these questions because the name of the game is making sure that you can fulfill your desires while being safe, while continuing on your journey. Finally, can you have an honest conversation about what you guys are doing and with who else and what you need sexually? Because what purpose is there having sex with someone who is okay 
and you are not even getting your needs met sexually. Or you're having sex with them, but they are risky people who, ha- who, who, who engage in risky sex- sexual habits. The name of the game is fulfilling your desires and having the time to either look for what you want or to dedicate that time back into leaning into you. So you should ask these questions and be honest because this option is one where you can get caught up. And when I say caught up, I mean you can end up having sex with someone multiple times. It's consistent. All of a sudden, you're thinking, maybe I should be in a relationship with this person. This person who you determined early on that you didn't even really like like that. You could end up convincing yourself, oh, well, maybe maybe it can work. Don't do that. You can get caught up by getting pregnant. Or you can have, get an STD by this person or STI by this person, especially if you're not practicing safe sex. You can end up competing with women over a man you don't even like, who don't reach your standards. You don't even really want like that. But because you haven't created the boundaries for yourself, you're engaging with this man as if he's your guy. You could end up reaching back out to a toxic ex and going back into that cycle because, oh, you know, they know my body. They know my body. Well, teach someone else your body. Or you can end up in your feelings because you aren't being chosen by the person you exclusively wanted for sex. In this choice, there are many ways to trip yourself up, which is why I think you should do an inventory of who you are of your practices, of your habits, and you need to be honest and ask yourself, am I truly ready for this choice? Can I do this? If you can't do it, go to choice one. Build yourself up. And if you feel like you can do choice two, do choice two. And when you are doing this choice two, you should also be very clear about your boundaries. Your boundaries are the things that you define, which ensures you are safe and allows you to build better relationships. And you can build a better relationship, a better sex relationship by voicing that you want sex, respect and dignity. You can Tell yourself that if ever you feel that that has changed and you are being disrespected in any way, you can walk away. You can say you want sex, want to hang out as friends and are clear about what this. If you are disrespected, walk away. You can also try this out and realize You can't do it. You don't like it. You don't want to do it. That's a choice for you, too. That is a boundary that you can. That is a rule that you can create for yourself, too. So be brave and decisive 
and cut it off if you cannot do this. And I'll give you an example. I have also, you know, I want to bring myself into these points because I've experienced these things. So for choice two, when I chose this option, the reason I chose it is because I was in school, I was studying. I was studying hard, hard. I was studying hard. I was having all, I was crying. I was crying every week because this shit was too hard. I was like, okay, a doctorate, it should not be this hard, but it was that hard. And I didn't have time to focus on a man. I didn't. I didn't have time to focus on a man. I learned early on that if you want a great career, men cannot be at your forefront. And I learned that in my early 20s. So instead of getting a boyfriend, which I felt was it it was way too much. That was way too much to do while I'm doing this program. I outsource my needs. I outsource my needs. I outsourced them to three different men. One guy was strictly for dates. We did not have sex. Another guy was strictly for sex. Another guy would occasionally drop by for sex too. But if he got on my nerves, which sometimes he did, I'd just ignore him. I would just ignore him because I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. Because the name of the gang was me. And he'd come back with his tail between his legs because he knew he was doing too much. And when I was doing this, it was really fun because it was low stakes, low pressure. I got my needs fulfilled. I was able to accomplish my goals. And I did it without being stressed by some damn niggas. I wasn't stressed. It worked for me. And my body got what it need. And at the time, that was a great choice for me. I had incredible amount of fun. Finally, the last option is going on dates and finding someone you truly want to have sex with. Immediately. Maybe not immediately, but soon. And I like this option because... This, well, I like this option because it's great to have sex with someone you like and you care about. I'll put that out there. It is really great. It feels good. It's just a great experience. But with this option, it's really based on chance. You know, sometimes it takes a long time to find that person you like in totality. And sometimes it, sometimes it does not take that long. You don't, you just go to somewhere, go to a bar, stumble across somebody. Ooh. You guys are clicking. And now, boom, now you guys are dating. And now you guys are interested in each other and you make each other laugh. And boom, you're in a relationship and you are having amazing sex. Like I said before, this option, it depends on the stars. It depends on the stars. And that's why I think these the two options that I I outlined previously are what you do in the meantime. If you have that desire and you really want it fulfilled, that's what you do in the meantime. And this last option, I've also done that. <laughs> I've also done this. And I had incredible sex with someone who cared about me truly and who I cared about. 
And it was great. It was passionate. It was loving and caring, especially during the time it was happening. It's a very sweet time in my life. And it was accented by very great sex. So I am going to leave you, you know, you have your three choices. You could be creative and create more options for yourself because that is your right. It's your body. You can figure out what you want. But I do want to leave you guys with some info that you definitely need to consider slash practice when thinking about engaging in sex. Number one, please, guys, practice safe sex. This is not the time to be playing around, especially now. Especially forever. Number two, remember that condoms are 98% effective. Herpes, genital warts, and syphilis can spread through skin-to-skin contact, guys. So all this sucking dick, that can get you caught up. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want to just say it like that. Let me, let me go back. This means that you can wear a condom and still contract an STI. That's what that means. And the rest, chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, and AIDS can be prevented via condoms. Number four, typically all sexually active people have HPV and there is no cure. You just have to wait for your body to fight it off. So with this, I wouldn't be afraid if you got results back that state you have non-cancerous HPV because basically everyone does. And I hate to say it like that, but everyone does. Number five, ask your partners to wash their damn hands before inserting any fingers anywhere. You guys, you cannot come off the street and just start fingering anybody at any time. Please, please don't do that. Please wash your hands. Number six, if condoms irritate you, try different type of condoms and or lubricant. Number seven, if condoms irritate you, boric acid is your friend. If you easily get yeast infections or you feel a little off after sex, turn to boric acid. Number eight, when you're getting tested and have had unprotected sex, gonorrhea and chlamydia, It takes two weeks to show up. So if you had sex Thursday, do not show up to your OBGYN Friday because it takes two weeks for it to show up. Syphilis is one week to three months. HIV, Hep C, and Hep B take six weeks to three months to show up. So guys, consistent testing is your friend. If you are, no, not even if. You are engaging in risky sexual activity. If you are having sex at all, you need to be having regular testing. Number nine, for new partners, you should always make it a practice to ask for their STD results. And the good thing about this is that a lot of STD results, they're not paper copies. You can send the digital copy to anyone. You can download it. And you can send it to the people who you are having sex with. 
And with that, you know, people are very, you know, very afraid of asking others of their STD results. But this is my thing. If you can fuck and suck, you can ask. So ask. Number 10, if you are deciding to get on birth control, you should test out different versions so that you can get one that fits your body. And this one kind of grinds my gear because I hate anti-birth control people. I understand that it can have different effects on your body. I get that. And I get some people who have had horrible responses to birth control. But for the most part, it is an effective way to stay not pregnant. And I hate when people talk against it. And I notice that that is very prevalent within black communities. Please stop speaking up against birth control that is effective. I can understand saying be leery, do your research, or something like what I'm going to tell you. If you are getting sick, you're feeling out of whack. You can change your birth control to other birth controls. You can ask for a lower dosage of hormonal birth control. Whatever the doctor gives you doesn't have to be the one you stick with. You can try it out. Okay, it's not making me feel good. Go back to your doctor. Tell them what's going on. They can prescribe you lower a lower dosage of hormonal birth control and you got to do your research ask around ask people around you go online that's what i did i go online i ask my friends guys trial and error try it out it's like and and what bothers me about this birth control conversation i'm about to get off on a rant real quick what bothers me about this birth control conversation is that it is the same as antidepressants. They are the same as antidepressants. When you are trying to find an antidepressant for yourself or an anti-anxiety or an ADHD medicine, which all of us, all of us bitches have, you do trial and error until you find the one that works with your body. That is the same thing that you do with birth control, guys. It's a trial and error. And until you find one that works with you, you just keep going. Number 11, if you are considering an IUD, which I have, I have had three IUDs. I started three year, three year, and then finally I did five year. I don't know why I did such short time, but I was just like, let me try it out first. But if you are considering an IUD, Ask them if your insurance covers misoprostol to help dilate dilate the cervix. That's going to make it easier for insertion so it's not so painful. You can also ask if they have any numbing agents like lidocaine. And you can take over-the-counter Tylenol to prevent insertion pain. It will be, well, depending on your body, I'll say that. Some people have no problems, like my good friend. She had no problems. She felt no pain. Me, I felt pain. A slight pain when I did the lidocaine, Tylenol, um, uh, misoprostol, no, misoprostol, 
when I did those three, I didn't really feel that much pain. But when I first did it, I felt an incredible amount of pain and I would not wish that on anyone. You can also, and this is if you have like really, really good insurance, like if your insurance is really, really good, which I hate that this, that you have to have really good insurance to cover this. But if you have really great insurance, you can ask to be put under, you can ask her to be put under for IUD insertion. So these are my tips. These are my tips, guys. Take them. Choose effectively. Be smart. Know that you guys, you are an adult and you will choose things that are good for you. So on that note, guys, take care. Be beautiful. Have good sex. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.